You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply. Welcome to Be Simply. This is She, a.k.a. Suzanne Toro. And today we're going to dive into a little dharma talk around karma. We're going to dive a little bit deeper and then we'll have some pranayama breath work and some meditation in silence with a little random rab in the background. In addition, then we'll have some sound. So as I ease into the Gregorian New Year and then the Lunar New Year and and whatever other New Year we'll celebrate shortly thereafter, Uh, We'll be relying on audio and then migrating into the video uh, for some of these talks. I'm kind of thinking I might just keep this one as a sound so you can take it wherever you want. And I think less screen time is beneficial for all of us. So at least maybe just listening to it on a speaker or in in your headset works. So today I want to thank you for being here whenever moment you decide to dive in and we're going to dive a little deeper into karma and this cause and effect that we've been talking about. In the last segment, we went into a little bit further detail about taking a pause and why you want to take that pause and how as the teachings of karma and a deeper understanding of cause and effect start to percolate you will start to have greater awareness on how your actions and inactions will have an impact not only on yourself, but upon others. And the cool thing is the deeper you allow yourself to let it blossom, you'll spend a lot less time getting offended, feeling righteous, feeling like you have to lay a boundary line in the sand. We'll talk a little bit about merit and boundaries today. And then there's a little bit more freedom for yourself to be. In addition, there's more freedom for you to really bring your self-awareness forward in a place of service to the whole, not just self. And so a lot of times, and as I discussed back in the other segments, people will dive into certain teachings, spiritual teachings, the Tao, Uh, power of now and they'll get excited about the opportunity of just being present in the moment and if you were clear of all karma all your karma uh, and you were clear of creating karma then right in that present moment would be the perfect place for self to exist and that would mean that you are an enlightened human being walking in a suit And you're fully cognizant of how to take each step. Now, for the remainder of humanity, we're not there yet. So this requires practice. And that's why we call it a practice. And it's an eternal process because as more wisdom opens up within self and more is realized, uh, there are shifts. Uh, Humility touches us because we start to see things differently we start to understand like I talked about last week we start to understand that some of the things are, that are being dished towards us which would be an, uh, an economic a karmic debt maybe uh, 
that we might create more karma by being offended, by being the victim, all these things. If we come at it from being self-aware, then we're more in a, a selfless state and can be of service and bow down, have humility when we realize, ooh, I'm paying back a debt. Now today, and that's how sometimes people use karma, is they always use it as the, the part of the diminishing energy field versus the uplifting, but both are available in every moment. So today we're going to talk a little bit about merit and what that means. And that basically means deposit into your checking account or your savings account, your cosmic savings account. Now, if it comes from a very pure altruistic place, not because you think, oh, I'm going to deposit (laughs) into my cosmic bank account, but a true pure place of being in service, it's spontaneous, it arrives. There's no questions. There's nothing really calculated about it. You just know it and you do it. Those are some of the purest moments of service. So that's one, one form of creating merit for your actions. And then there's the other part is that when we are in spiritual practice, when we're meditating, when we're sitting down and being present with who we are in relation to our surroundings, that we have the opportunity to take it a little further. And that means that when we're in a spiritual practice, we have the opportunity, if we so to choose in our meditations, in our time that we're sitting and listening to a Dharma talk like this, at the end to dedicate this time, this space to for the benefit of all. And this isn't something you want to just do like ad hoc, like I'm dedicating my practice today to all beings in the universe. It's something you want to sincerely feel and understand that the deeper the sincerity, uh, the greater the merit. And then on the other side of that, meaning the more cosmic deposits in your bank account is then you dedicate that those deposits out to everyone. So it's truly this act of generosity. So one, you're saying, I'm going to dedicate my, my, practice. I'm going to dedicate my meditation. I'm going to dedicate my prayers, my mantra practice, whatever it might be for the benefit of all beings. I'm going to dedicate it to all beings. I'm going to give it away to someone else. So that means that you are actually everything that you rise up and are are cultivating and feeding yourself. You're actually saying, you know what? I'm going to give this away. I'm going to give this away and I'm going to give it away to all beings in the universe, or I'm going to give it away to my teacher and all beings in the universe. I'm going to give it away to however you would like to describe that. And again, this isn't something we want to just do, uh, just to do like check it off the list. I want to really feel it. So in Buddhist traditions, you'd be dedicating your practice for the benefit of all beings. You would also dedicate some of that practice to the ones that have assisted you to coming to this point. And with that, you are taking everything you've cultivated and paying it forward. It's an act of generosity. And it is really a truly selfless act. So you can imagine, inadvertently, from being a human two-legged, you're going to have little hiccups here, there, everywhere during your day, potentially. And then you sit down and meditate and you're going to uh, give way. You're going to say, I dedicate this out 
Now, the beautiful part is there's other people like you potentially or myself that are doing the same thing. So even though you might be dedicating your practice to all beings, there are many beings on this planet and the universe that are doing the same for you. And so this altruistic, this act of service is so profound because what it does, just as you deepen what that means for yourself, it starts to unfold in your, your present moment actions. It starts to present itself in ways that you can't imagine. So this act of paying it forward, this act of generosity, which can come in so many ways. One, by the, the act of dedicating your practices to all beings, but it can also happen in, in real time in your day-to-day life. And so what that looks like is how we've been talking about karma and cause and effect and action. The more that you have self-awareness and when you're choosing a path or you're choosing a road to walk down, you start to realize that if I choose this, it's going to benefit not only myself, but others around me. And if I choose this, it might temporarily uh, give me something more than likely, maybe a sense pleasure, immediate gratification, immediate return on your investment, like a physical one. Yet it may not in the eternal life have the same uh, feedback loop, if you will. So as you become aware, you have this opportunity in every moment to decide what you want to do, where you want to put your attention, how you want to move forward. And that is super, super, super exciting because you have this freedom to really explore what it means for you to take right action. And so that right action, one, like I said, can start with you dedicating your practice when you go to sit and meditate, when you go and do spiritual practice, you can dedicate it for the benefit of all beings in the universe. Give it away, give that action away. And then you can also take right action in every moment. And that's where we lead in from that selfless act where we say, you know what, I'm not going to just be so self-indulgent over here. I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to be of service to others. And we can do that through our thoughts, meaning that ideally we have no thoughts, but they're there because people think about things. They over, uh, analyze things. They try to intellectualize things. So, but we say, huh, it's not benefit to create extra noise in the universe or the room that you exist in by thinking too much. So just the simple act of working to clear your mind benefits not only you, but all beings, because it's not extra interference. Just similar to how you get on social media or maybe your email and there's a lot of static, things you don't want to see, things you don't want to hear, things you don't want to engage with. That's how our thoughts are collectively, where people might be in a pretty dark place or a pretty positive place. But if the mind is engaging in thoughts, no matter if they're building or diminishing, it's still a disturbance to the peace. (laughs) So that's one way to take right action. The second one is being aware of your speech. And again, when we get into this altruistic idea in practicing generosity, if you will, It's not to like 
over conflate things or make it sugary, so sugary that uh, it's not sincere. The sincerity is just as important with our words as are the words. Because we could write eloquent prose, yet is there the sincerity behind it? And then creating that pause like we talked about before, if you become a runaway train with your with your words and then you can stop yourself at some point in between if the, ma- the, the mouth gets going. I laugh because I'm part Italian, so <laughs> sometimes the mouth gets going. So if, if you're uh, rolling it forward and you're not self-aware, it can become uh, a detriment to yourself and others. And so when we really pay attention to our words, not overthink them, but pay attention, observe them as the observer, we can start to see where our mind is degraded, uh, meaning our thoughts. And then those words are really what leads into the physical action of the world. So if we spend so much time uh, either playing make-believe, meaning like sugarcoating everything so it sounds really pretty, but we're not sincere, uh, that's going to create more of a deficit (laughs) with our karmic bank account. Or if we really look for sincerity, uh, wait for the moments to to speak and share. And, and sometimes, you know, we've talked about on other segments, but, you know, our culture has kind of become a trophy culture. Like everyone gets an award for everything. And really sometimes being of service, you know, means maybe not always giving someone accolades or maybe not always giving everyone an award. And actually the gift might be constructive criticism. It might be a critique. Now, it's usually best to wait for someone to ask you for the critique versus just throwing it out there as a judgment or giving it to someone for no apparent reason. So when we look at thoughts, that first way to increase for the benefit is to keep the mind clear. And then the second thing is to observe the voice, the choice of words, and create an honest feedback loop as to what they are. Because there are many people that are in advertising, sales, marketing, um, all kinds of things, acting, political arena, religious figures that are eloquent with their voice. So eloquent that eh, it could steer you in the wrong direction. And so when we bring consciousness to our words, when we bring consciousness and integrity to our words, that is going to be something that builds and feeds others. And then from there, we flow into that action, cause, action, and then the effect. And even though the thought participates in cause and effect, the voice participates in cause and effect, and then we have the actual action that's going to create cause and effect. All three of these, when aligned with our inner code of ethics, when we dedicate our daily activities for the benefit of all, may I rise and shine tomorrow, today, in the next moment, whenever, and be in, for, be in action for the benefit of all beings, be in a place where I can serve. And so the, the more that we practice this, the easier it gets. And so we don't get so distracted by 
these other things that try to entice us. And from there, then we start to blossom and deepen our understanding with what service is. So that right now on planet Earth, there's a lot of entitlement. There's a lot of uh, addiction, uh, grasping for how we want things to be, creating control uh, because we're scared. So there are so many facets and subtleties in our behaviors that actually diminish our state of being versus build it up. So if we want to do as much good, give as much to our own cosmic bank account and to the collective bank account, uh, we could run on a surplus. <laughs> I'm quite certain of it. If we dedicated our, our lives to being of service to one another, yet we're in a passage of time. We're coming to the close perceptual close of darkness, which will have a transition out of. So for the better part of many of our lifetimes, we still will be feeling the ripple effects of what is now and what was. Yet it's a great time to pave our way into the future and start assisting humanity on all levels. So what I'd like you to do right in this moment is I would like you to just take a pause for a moment. And I want you to imagine your daily life from the parts of it that are mundane, that are productive. And I just want you to imagine it as a wheel and see how much conscious effort you have per day, percentage-wise, to be of service in action, meaning like, saying, oh, 10% of my day, which would be 2.4 hours, I could be in service, or 1.2 hours a day, whatever it might be, um, or it might be much more than that. But I want you to sit and be with that for a moment and just see what comes up, first of all. And then once you feel into that percentage, I want to welcome you to take it a step further and see how much time that where you can overlay it. <clears throat> Excuse me. How much time do you have each day <clears throat> to consciously overlay service? Meaning that you're willing to practice being aware for your entire waking state. Or that might seem really like a lot in this certain moment. So maybe you'll say, you know what, I have about four or five hours a day to consciously overlay my awareness, or I want to do it 24 seven from sleep to waking state. So two things, how much time do you have to be an active service per day? Meaning you are serving other people hand to hand, generously, kindly being of service where you can and sincerely. And then from there, I want to welcome you to see how much time you could overlay it, like in all you do, you know, because a lot of times people will go through a spiritual awakening or a realignment process, and then they think, oh, that's all I want to do. But we actually need conscious awareness and everything. You know, right now they're, they're attempting to push our society to a place 
where we'll have artificial intelligence interfacing with us at all times. You see it on your email, you see it on social media, you see it by the ads that are put in front of you. All of this is an overlay mechanism. And you can do the same overlay mechanism in your day-to-day -day existence. And if you detach more and more from the technology, it's gonna be more and more sincere because the technology is interfacing with you and creating neurotransmission within your body and shaping your habits, your patterns, what your call and response is. It's better that you remain in charge of that, not the computer. And so again, the cause and the effect of all the IT people in the world choosing to manipulate humanity artificially, artificial intelligence is something that's for them to have to pay back in their future lives and most immediate. So once you've, and that's just a side example that just appeared, but once you've decided, okay, I'm going to consciously be of service every day for this amount of time, that means that just like a meditation practice, working out, uh, feeding yourself well, working, everything you do that you're going to take the time to do that. And, you know, based on the amount of time people spend on movie watching, TV watching, and the internet, I'm sure we all have several hours so we could be of service, or at least one. And then where could you overlay? So you have those two numbers. And then what I would like to encourage you to do is to start to practice, the same with the pause, start to practice being of service and see how contagious it is and how much it starts to flow because there's an immediate loop to being of service that happens. And then there's a longer range feedback loop. And then from there, there's this opportunity, if you so to choose to play with the idea of dedicating. And I say play, because I want you to engage with it in a sincere way, not like you're just throwing it out there like, oh, I, I'm grateful for you. And it's not a sincere thing, but just to really sit before you go into meditative repose, we can do it today and feel it, feel it deeply. Like I'm, I am dedicating this practice today for the benefit of all beings in the universe. And then you can add to it. May they all be free, well, happy, prosperous. So we'll lead in to that today. And each day, if you sit in meditation and dedicate your practice before you meditate, it's going to start to have some, we call juju, energy, like special sauce in there. And then you could do that at the beginning of your day and your end of day. May, may I dedicate my activities, my awareness, my um, service for the benefit of all beings in the universe. And then start to see what that feels like, because then you're in more of an altruistic place, place of service, and your choices will be different. It's kind of like if someone shows up to volunteer somewhere, they're, they're there because they said, I, I want to give you my time. And so sometimes people show up to be of service, but they have an attitude <laughs> or they are not really there because they want to be. It's because they have to be. And so this is where we can play with that. We can start to notice where we have our own limitations within the act of service. And we start to see where we're uncomfortable 
within ourselves, and maybe maybe we're going through some deep suffering and we we decide okay we'll be of service but it we're trying to do that because we think we'll get better suddenly but if we keep in the purest state where we remove the eye and go into that selfless place that act of service is pretty profound and so in some simple ways what that looks like on a day-to-day basis is like oh uh you're at lunch with some friends when we're back in restaurants and someone left something in their car but they look a little exhausted or tired and you would say potentially uh you want me to go get that for you give me your keys where'd you park i'll go get it for you and then that's just a simple act of service the person looks tired you're happy to go get it for them and you go for it and then all day long you'll have these opportunities to choose to be of service or not and that's a beautiful effortless way to increase your merit for self and others. And you might say, why do I want to dedicate my actions to all beings? It, what it does is it brings in the awareness of the collective, not just the self. It brings in the awareness that we all are interdependent. We all are in this constant play, Lila, of reconciling our karma. And so when we dedicate it to all beings, we're sincerely saying, I want everyone to be free. I want everyone to be happy. I want everyone to, and I don't mean happy, like, uh, happy, happy, like, I mean, true happiness, freedom. And that means that they'll be well, society's balanced, we're in harmony, and we can do some astounding things from that point of view. But as long as we're attached to our suffering, that's not going to be possible. Or our fellow humans are attached to their suffering, that's not going to be as effortless. So then all day long, you're looking like, how can I create a rhythm of service in everything I do? And when that happens, like I said, it becomes very distinct. And being that we as humans were designed to be of service to ourselves and others, it'll start to shift some of your activities. Like, oh, I could go and sit and watch 20 episodes of whatever. Or I could like go do a neighborhood cleanup or I could go bring someone's food or I could uh, take care of my surroundings a little bit better or whatever it might be. You have the opportunity to do something that will be of service to yourself and others. And then it builds. It builds really quickly. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to do a little breath work leading into the silence and I just want you to think about that are you willing to be of service to yourself and others and then from there you have this opportunity just to be in a rhythm with yourself and feel into what that is like uh, to be consciously aware with your thoughts your words and your actions to choose actions that serve not only yourself and others and so uh, you know it gets interesting pretty quickly because you know a lot of times we'll do something that is self-serving but we don't realize the feedback loop and I always will tell this to parents you are energetically connected to your children and so if you have addictions afflictions mental health any of those things going on that your children 
are being impacted by the choices you're making, even if they're simple ones, because they're energetically connected to you. Men to their children, stomach to stomach, women to their children, heart to heart, and mothers will also feel it in their womb. And so it's, it's your choice how you want to show up. It's your choice if you want to dedicate and create merit uh, with great sincerity, with great humility, not with an attachment of a return on your investment of time and service, but the purest way, like I'm just giving this away. And then just to really get radical and give it all away to all beings. And you might say, well, then what's going to be left for me? And as I mentioned before, there are other people practicing this. So we're filling each other's cups up. We're staying in conscious awareness with our actions, our words, and our movements through space. And then there are other people doing the same thing. And so we're filling up each other's cups. So with that being said, let's take a nice deep breath in. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one, inhale. And exhale. Beautiful. Now I want you to just connect to observing your breath. You can bring a soft gaze, a dristy gaze right down in front of you on the floor so you stay present in your physical environment. Or if you're more adept meditator, feel free to close your eyes. Uh, but if you tend to have a busy mind and still figuring out this meditation silence, just gaze at a spot in front of you. And then I want you to take another deep breath in and out. Again, inhale and exhale. Beautiful. And as we enter into the silent meditation and sound, I welcome you if it feels aligned in your heart, in your eternal being, and in your mind to dedicate this sit, this quietness to the benefit, for the benefit of all beings in the universe. For the benefit of all beings in the universe. May we all be free Remember the true causes of happiness. Taking another deep breath in. And out. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. more inhale and exhale 
Mm-hmm. 
Gently from there, welcoming you to take a soft, gentle breath into the physical body. Inhale and exhale. Another one. Inhale and exhale. Again, inhale. And exhale. Good, and then gently moving the fingers and toes. And we're coming back with awareness to my voice. feeling your presence in this physical space that you've been in. And so just by sitting and receiving, you start to align with our greatest gift to all, which is to be of service. And so I welcome you as you continue to maybe contemplate these acts of karma and that we're doing, we're in action at all time. We, nothing's happening to us. 
We are in this exchange with our past action, our present action, and our future action all at once, and the effects that's generated by each one of those. And so if inspired in this next week to start to really hone in on the amount of space you have on a daily basis, to be a pure service to your family, to your friends, your neighborhood, your community, try to meet that mark daily. It's quite effortless on these machines to waste away a lot of perceptual time. And then from there, if inspired before you sit in meditation, dedicate it, dedicate it for the benefit of all, but say that from the deepest, deepest aspects of your heart and your soul. And then you'll start to have a deeper understanding of what that means. Decisions will become a lot more effortless when you think about that you're doing certain things or all things for the benefit of all. What would benefit everyone, not just a select few? And so right now we're seeing, or we've been seeing, the some res- the some result of all of our past actions accumulating in a moment where Many are practicing being very humane, compassionate, loving, and other aspects of ourself are practicing uh, in greed, meaning acquiring wealth at the expense of others. And so these global reflections are our inner reflections. So as you bring service into your life on a daily basis, that will start to shift the global action. Imagine if we were all of service every single day, 24-7. The world will shift. So on that note, we're going to sign out. I just want you to stay a little bit longer and listen to the song by Dante Marino. It's called The Greeter. And I just learned this about this song this week. He did a little video. There's a gentleman, and I think he's down in Newport Beach. He's homeless. Every night he sleeps on the the beach. Every day he gets up and greets people coming into the beach community where he resides with the hope to bring someone joy and happiness. So may the song and what I've shared about the greeter inspire you to be of service to self and others for the benefit of all. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
You are listening to Be Simply. This is Suzanne Toro, a.k.a. She. You can anticipate being inspired, discovering some inner and outer wisdom and inspiration. Without further ado, let's dive into Be Simply 